The soul of summer in Columbus. The long weekends, the return of festivals, the connection with friends on a rooftop under the stars. The just five more minutes while on an adventure with your tiny travelers. Long live summer and the exploration of Columbus's neighborhoods. Discover itineraries from your favorite Columbus residents like Jenny Britton and Coyote Peterson and learn how to make this summer one to remember. Plan every detail, every minute of summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash liveforward. You're listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Radio's authority on the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. Celebrating 25 years of broadcasting. Broadcasting around the world and to the great beyond. All hit radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. On the Exxon Broadcast Network, the Digital Broadcast Network, and the Digital Satellite Network. Worldwide, toll-free, 800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and our main radio website where you can listen to the Exxon, 724-365, as well as during the live broadcast, www.exxonradiotv.com. Michael Horn is the authorized American media representative for the Billy Meyer Contacts, which he has researched since 1979. Michael is the producer-director of the new Billy Meyer documentary, The Spiritual Teaching in Everyday Life. The writer, producer, director of an award-winning new film, And Did They Listen?, as well as the co-producer of the new documentary, As the Time Fulfills, which presents an abundance of ironclad, prophetically accurate scientific evidence that irrefutably authenticates the Billy Meyer case. Our other guest this hour is the one and only Stanton T. Friedman. Now, if if anybody knows anything about UFOs, the name Stanton T. Friedman is well known throughout the entire genre. He is a nuclear physicist, lecturer. He received his Bachelor of Science and Master of Science degrees in physics from the University of Chicago in 1955 and 1956. He was employed for 14 years as a nuclear physicist by such companies as GE, GM, Westinghouse, TRW Systems, Aerojet General, Nucleonics, and McDonnell Douglas, working in such highly advanced classified eventually canceled programs as nuclear aircraft, fission and fusion rockets, and various compact nuclear power plants for space and terrestrial applications. Gentlemen, always a great pleasure talking to the both of you. And uh, the, the case that we're discussing tonight is, part, is, is a rematch, basically, of a discussion that we had going back to September the 30th of this year, 42 days ago. Now, I have to ask you, Santon, are you any more convinced than you were 
42 d- days ago in the authentication of the Billy Meyer case? Well, I use a term often uh, when people ask me, you know, is this legit or not? Mm-hmm. And I often say, not in this case, but in general, I right. often use the term gray basket, that I can't prove one way or the other, mm-hmm. and people want to say yes or no. And Lord knows, I must admit that this case has got more stuff associated with it. Uh, I forget how many pages uh, were mentioned that Billy has written over the years, but there's an awful lot and an awful lot of pictures and so forth. And my tendency as I go through some of this stuff is I kind of like Billy, (laughs) to tell you the truth. you know, he's, he's a gutsy sort of guy, mm-hmm. uh, and yet I keep getting indications that, you know, this isn't a baseball game. You're a great hitter if you get a hit a third of the time. Uh, you know, it isn't enough to say that there's some tr- true stuff here. Uh, and I'm beginning to think, yeah, there probably is some true stuff here. I mean, what? so what's a, what's a big deal? A uh, mm-hmm. guy sees UFOs, uh, he takes pictures, uh uh, but this has become well beyond your typical UFO sighting, obviously. Uh, and so I'm more inclined to say some of this may even be true. Uh, but I am also worried that some of it isn't true. And when I get that kind of a situation, uh, we, you know, life isn't baseball. We don't want to yeah. say, well, a third of it is true or something like that. That mm-hmm. isn't good enough. And we, I worry about things not being true and sort of spoiling the things that may be true. But my real question is a, a kind of so what? What did the behavior, let's accept some stuff at face value here. The behavior here, what's the purpose? What are the aliens doing here? Why have they selected yes, this Swiss yes, farmer, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to make sense out of that, and I'm having great difficulty. Well, if there's anyone who can answer that question, we've got him with us tonight. Stanton, as you well know, Michael Horn. And Mike, thanks very much for joining us, buddy. Of Uh, course. Go ahead. I'd like to address that, but I'd also, if it's okay, I'd like to respond and actually put this question to Stanton because Stanton, you know, has for decades probably been a proponent of the authenticity, if I'm assuming correctly, of the Roswell case. So do you have better evidence or even comparable evidence for Roswell that we do for the still ongoing Meyer case? Well, we have a lot of firsthand testimony from, uh, how shall I put this, uh, clearly respectable people. Uh, the intelligence officer for the only uh, nuclear weapons group, that's an awkward phrase, but uh, the only outfit with nuclear weapons was the 509th at Roswell. And, and we're talking 1947. Uh, and there wasn't anybody in the world else who had nuclear weapons at that time. So the intelligence officer for that group is a very special witness. And we have a number of other witnesses. Now, I, I must say that I have read more garbage about Roswell than I can shake a stick at. Right. And it bothers me. I, I mean, you know, people write stuff. The, the debunkers write some of the craziest stuff you, you ever heard. I, okay, well, and, you know, I, I did want to ask you that because what, I mean, 
I'm going to answer your real question, but I want to build to it so we can understand why we, we've come to this point. Basically, with all due respect, Stan, you're saying you have hearsay. And that's fine. There's some hearsay in the Meyer case. Well, it isn't hearsay. Say, well, it's, it's anecdotal, third-hand the, information. I mean, uh, this is – people no, will say this about – Gentlemen, general, gen, gentlemen, gentlemen, one at a time, please, because you're talking over each other and the oh, listeners okay. won't be able to differentiate who's who or saying what. Yeah, so let me let me just finish the thoughts, and of course, Stan can re- sure, re- sure. about that. But we we basically you've given us you know somebody who has some credibility saying they've seen things. Well, we have, of course, as I said, we have a retired UN ambassador, <laughs> an eyewitness to the not only the ships but the extraterrestrial. We've got her teacher, both of whom. Have, so on the hearsay level, even. We have, and of course, I mean, I'm an eyewitness to the craft myself. I don't run around screaming about it, but I've been within 20 feet of one of the craft. So, you know, we can neutralize the, the, the value, if you will, of eyewitnesses, all of whom might be correct, but they're going to be uh, relegated to not the first level of evidence when you have, as you singularly do in this comparison, the Meyer case with 1,200 photographs, eight films of video, metal samples, and sound recordings, and nothing that you have access to in Roswell. Now, that's just being said not to, you know, create a bit. I just want so we can set this up to, to follow through with your reasoning. So far in our conversation, I've said that we have a body of evidence, which I referred to, photographs or evidence, metal sample, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the best so far, Stan, that you've been able to do to refute or rebut it is offering me basically what's anonymous hearsay from people that you can't even you can't give me their names on and, and I happen to know their names and they're not experts. Okay. And I've shown that we've already can and have substantiated even not only the physical evidence with independent expert analyses and you can do them yourself, but we've got prophetic information copyrighted. But okay, you ask the question, okay, if this is happening, so what? Well look, I mean, you've you've been representing Roswell. People would say, well so what if there were little gray guys and we can't prove it? We have a reason for the Meyer case. And I'm going to get right into that now, so it's without further ado, as they say. That is simply this, to assist us to assure our own future survival. And I'll explain it. Since Meyer, at 14, was the first person to step forward and say, we have unnatural man-made climate change, which is going to continue to grow. We have, and then he continued over the unnatural global warming and all the manifestations of destruction to the environment. We, starting in 51, we have what the Pentagon calls, uh, uses some term like threat uh, increasers or something. They listed them last year. The Pentagon listed a number, like about a dozen or 14 specific threats, they were exactly what Meyer foretold as a 14 and 21-year-old young man. I've got it on my website, but let's focus in even further to pertinence as to why this is presented to us. In 1958, Meyer published a document that foretold all sorts of stuff, a lot of which has already happened, including, you know, the AIDS by name, the two wars with Iraq, the second one led under a president will be the son of a former president. But he also wrote this. And it will be that fanatical Islamists carry out bloody revenge on the distant descendants of the Christians for their earlier crusades when they accomplish their deadly and destructive acts through irrepressible terror all over the world. 1958, 
radical, fanatical Islamists didn't exist. We didn't know about that. In 1987, when Meyer publishes that it will be the fanatics of Islam who will rise up against the countries of Europe and all will shake and quiver, and not only Europe will be affected, but all the countries and peoples of the world, and how illegal immigrations of these people will... This stuff is foretelling what is in front of us today. Not any any archaic language from Nostradamus. This is telling us, going back almost 60 years in one case, this is coming unless you people wake up and start rebalancing your relationships with each other. There are literally dozens and dozens of other specific things about not only what's coming to us, but in this same document from 87, he says, the destruction of the WTC, i.e. the World Trade Center, by terrorists will only be the beginning. Let me stop so you can jump in on that. Well, I, I see the picture here, and I got that picture from what I've read over the last couple of weeks, and there's a lot of it out there. And I, I'm still trying to figure out where do we go? Should we make Billy Meyer the, I won't say president of the world, that's an awkward phrase, isn't it? Uh, the chief ambassador to mankind, somebody to deal with the, uh, the governments of the world who are making such a mess of the place. And we'd probably agree on about a lot of those things. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, and no, I, I don't know yeah, where I'm to sorry. go from go there. We've we got a guy here who's got lots of good stories. There are people who dispute a number of them, uh, you know, that these were uh, predictions and so forth. And there are other we people who I'm it. sure will say. We've proved it. Well, I, I have some people who disagree with that, but I'm not yeah. in a position yeah. where I can say, he wrote this in this year, and I got the copyright right here, and he wrote this in this year, and, and I don't have that. Ooh, uh, there are I, people I who claim to, to have that. I'm sorry, I sent you stuff like that. Well, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm trying to figure out here, you, you want to put down Roswell, but... Uh, no, 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 I'm convinced of it. I'm just saying that the arguments to, you, the arguments will fall far short than, compared to the Meyer case, obviously. Uh, they're not, well, there, certainly there's a lot of crap that's been written about Roswell, and I would never dispute that. Well, let's face it, gentlemen, the biggest septic tank ever created by mankind is called the Internet because there's more crap in it than anything else. <laughs> Well, I think you're probably right. Uh, and, you know, Stan, may I jump in? You, were just about, you raised the point that I think should be answered, and then, if I may, because you said, well, what do we do? Right? It, it's yeah, not about elevating the kind of anything. So what uh, kind of thing? Yeah. I, I'm I sorry, think go ahead. I, I, think, I think what Stanton is trying to say is, all right, so Billy has all this information. He's getting this message from the extraterrestrials. Right. Uh, the, the, the prophecies seem to be legitimate. Uh, so what? What now? What right. do we do with the information that Billy Good. has received? And why was Billy chosen? Okay, well, let's deal with what we do with the information. And then, because the rest is, you know, why was Billy chosen? I'll give you that answer in a second. It'll be speculative according to information in the case. More importantly, if as a, look, Stan is not only a father and a grandfather, he's a great-grandfather. He, he sees 
into the future, the legacy, the his descendants. I, you know, I don't have that kind of a a deep lineage. I have a, a child. I'm concerned. We are all concerned about life, the planet, our families, our descendants are okay. So here is what we're told in this case specifically and as clear as day. Nobody is coming to save us. This information, which also includes, if you will, quote unquote, the remedies, has been provided to us so that if we are interested and willing, we would test it out to see if we might be able to dig ourselves out of a hole by taking responsibility in our individual and collective lives for what this life is and has become. This is highly specific. It is the, the core reason for this case isn't the ETs and the UFOs. It isn't even the prophecies, though they are, you know, they're shown to be, at this point, they're so unfailingly accurate that what, what more do we want to see manifest before we go, okay, okay, what do you recommend here? Mm-hmm. So it is in the specific recommendations that we are, if we want to take responsibility to start turning this thing around, it won't happen through politics. It won't happen for sure through religion. And if people enjoy those things, that's fine. But we're down to reality now where it's not about beliefs and slogans. It's about what on a law of physics basis stand cause and effect rules i think we know that's one of the operative laws of this universe and what we are told in this case is that understanding that law and understanding how we must consciously work with it with our thoughts and our feelings and actions that will help us if we have the will and the wisdom to learn how to do that. And that's what the case is about at its core. And that's what the material subsequent to all of this that we've got published is teaching. A lot of it free. The problem is how do you do anything about any of this without involving governments, the people who rule the roost, if you will? I mean, we'll spend a trillion dollars this year on things military. We, not you and me, (laughs) but uh, people on the planet Earth the countries on the planet Earth. And we can't ignore that this is, uh, you know, a home of nationalism. we got a lot of countries aiming guns at each other, threatening each other, aiming rockets at each other, and right. uh, occasionally setting off uh, guns on other people, uh, not just waiting, not just aiming, but shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so how does any of this then get taken from, let's assume for a moment that everything that uh, Billy has said uh, is true and that uh, there are these serious problems on this planet. And I would certainly not be one to disagree that there are serious problems on this planet. I've been saying that for a long time. Uh, And also, I think you you don't talk about a cover-up, but I think it's pretty obvious that if what Billy and I are both saying is true, that governments are not telling the truth to the people. You'd agree with that, wouldn't you? Yes. See, I take it farther because I claim that at this point, the real cover-up is about the Meyer case. And I want to go back to answer your question about how, because you asked the right question. How do we – see, a lot of people want to argue – but we are – when you get to a point where you say, well, how do you make a – how do you – with this – 
then we are now finally, and I mean finally, in a sense, after thousands of years, mm-hmm. we're finally in a place where we, the people can choose. Now, I'll answer it more specifically. How we do it is this. When people like you, Stanton Friedman, who has, you know, you're a credentialed scientist, you have your own uh, particular case that you're most interested in, a proponent of and all of that. And just to be fair, and it's not any kind of, you know, attack, you've not been, uh, you know, predisposed to, to accept the, re- the reality of the Meyer case. And I'm not claiming that you're a big proponent of this moment, but you've said, well, assuming it's true. Okay, so here's the answer. If someone like the soul of summer in Columbus, the long weekends, the return of festivals, the connection with friends on a rooftop under the stars, the just five more minutes while on an adventure with your tiny travelers, long live summer and the exploration of Columbus's neighborhoods. Discover itineraries from your favorite Columbus residents like Jenny Britton and Coyote Peterson and learn how to make this summer one to remember. Plan every detail, every minute of summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash live forward. You reaches out even to people in this, pardon me, UFO community and start saying something to them like, you know what? This appears to be valid and authentic. And we've all been spending a lot of time running in various directions about various UFO this and alien that. And if we're honest with ourselves, we can't, for the most part, maybe my case, Roswell excluded, we can't put anything significant on the table worthy of hard fact-based sciences. However, we now have something that there appears to be a body of evidence. If, you know, someone, we know this guy, Michael Horn, certainly been out there making noise about it. Nobody shot him down effectively on the evidence, really. What if we decided to rally around and just to get to the meaning, because let's face it, Stanton, if extraterrestrials are visiting this world, like you say, there's got to be a reason. It isn't to give us careers as speakers, nor for us to chase lights in the sky. Hardly. Right? No, this I, is I agree. About and our I, future, the, the question the that comes up all the time, what do these guys want here? And there's a whole chapter in my book, Flying Saucers and Science. The UFO why questions, and one of the biggest why questions is, why the government takes the attitude it does, and why would the aliens want to come uh, to this dumb planet? Nobody puts it that way. Why don't they land on the White House lawn? Exactly. Uh, like, yeah. if they well, are there, if they are there, okay, to, avoid the all this, to avoid all this controversy and to, to put the UFO question to bed once and for all, because listening to you two gentlemen tonight, it made me realize that both the Roswell case and the Billy Meyer case have similarities. In terms of their being, you know, attacked and all that stuff. They're not, different. Not only there, not only there, Michael, but 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 no one in the Roswell case can produce evidence. Right. Physical evidence. Billy Meyer has not provided any physical evidence. Yes, he has. Like what? We have, for, for the photographs are physical. No, evidence. no, 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 sound, no. Wait, 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 wait. The sound recordings, the, that is physical evidence. The metal pieces, tangible metal samples analyzed by Marcel Vogel, the videotaped analysis right. of which was was put out in 1982 or whatever, that, that is physical All evidence. All right, has, has any government body done an investigation into the, into the, the, um, the Meyer case and had who access. cares? You know wait what a sec, happens wait when a sec, wait 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 a sec, Mike. 
have they been given the opportunity to to examine the so-called physical evidence that Billy claims comes from these visitors? They turned it down in 1979. Yes, the Carter administration was presented with an offer of contact in letter form from the Playaron via Meyer handed over to the Carter administration by Lee Elders, who had CIA connections and could get it in there. And Carter administration turned it down. But what, so, about, what about the president since Carter? There's nothing in it for, you know, Rob, I got to just tell you, because we've just gone off of something so powerful into something that's irrelevant. Not I don't really. care it's, if it, Barack it, Obama gets up and says, because you see what happens when they do. They only shuck and jive about it. Clinton, Obama, anybody, yeah. they're only going to do that because they are beholden to the powers behind the thrones who do not want to okay. lose control. So what, you're, so what you're saying is that the government is suppressing this information beyond, beyond the control of the public. That's why I'm saying that tonight in speaking with Stanton Friedman, yeah. he and I together could bring this to the public. Let the public decide. Don't but, wait for the government to do a right, darn but thing. So if these ET, here's my point. If these ETs are really out there, why do not they make contact that cannot be disputed by because the media? that violates... How do you know they haven't? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, as far as I'm concerned, look, I've been 20 feet from one of the grab. What do you want? Did you take a picture? I, what? Did you take a picture? No, I walked outside after a, a phone interview on October 11th. no. October 3rd, 2011 in Brazil. I finished at 10.05. I walked out the doors to take a deep breath of yeah. air and there was a craft wow. 20 feet away from me, a small monitor. All, right, all right, I just had to ask these questions because these are the questions that people are emailing me. Well, here. let me answer this. Here's the thing, folks. If you wait for any government to, and you, if you need permission from a government for anything, you're already way behind the eight ball. If someone like Stanton Friedman steps forward, who has a much louder voice in the so-called UFO community than I, and says, let's be reasonable. Okay, Roswell's real. Some agree, some don't. Here we have, in terms of this kind of a case, contact, close encounters, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. we have all this evidence. M Mr. Horn has said he'll come forward for any and all of you as skeptics or anything else and present this with the purpose that if you can see you know, if, if, if you feel that you can determine that this is truthful, that the attention will be turned towards this. So we get off of all of this fractionalized running around in circles, chasing lights in the sky, because if these ETs really did exist and contacted and still speak with this man, Meyer, and this is their message and they're this accurate and they're telling us if we don't get it together, this is what comes next. Don't you think we owe it to ourselves to pull together? And set an example for the rest of the world that we don't need the government to tell us what to do. And we can take personal responsibility for determining the truth and acting on it. What kind of actions can individuals take at this point right. sure. to change okay. the world in such a way that it goes away from the trillion dollars this year? Probably be yeah. 1.2 well, trillion next year. Uh, you know. Stan, uh, let's be honest. And, and that's – come on. Yeah, yeah. Overnight, nothing. This has all been in the works 
in this country for a very long time. So, a law, you know, according to the laws of cause and effect, what goes up, you know, equal and opposite reactions, things take their time. However, if we don't start, we're, we're done for sure. Here's the answer to your question. There are already around the world small groups of people quietly meeting, studying the teaching of how to do this. And there are books in English and other languages, primarily German at this point, on how to do this so that we take back the power, so that we teach our children and our grandchildren how to think, how to correct and rectify in what is, to be honest and blunt, a very long and difficult haul that will only be made much more difficult if we don't do it. Now, this is not something where I'm willing to say, okay, thanks for the conversation, goodbye. I'm available to you and anybody else because I answer emails all day, every day, around the world, people who are starting to do this. This, as Meyer said in our film in 2008, Silent Revolution Truth, it will start slowly like a snowball rolling down the hill, gathering momentum until it has gained such power that we have transformed into Gentlemen, the world. Gentlemen, I hate to do this, but I have to take a three-minute break here. Exxon Nation, Michael Horn, Stan T. Friedman are here discussing the Billy Meyer case, and we'll uh, continue on the other side of this three-minute break. As we continue, coming to you live and around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Digital Broadcast Network, Digital Satellite Network. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Radio's authority on the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. Celebrating 25 years of broadcasting, broadcasting around the world and to the great beyond. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here in the X-Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. The X-Zone is a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. The X-Zone radio show is broadcast live from our Hamilton, Ontario broadcast center, Monday through Friday from 8 p.m. until midnight Eastern, right here on the X-Zone broadcast network and on our worldwide family of radio broadcast and satellite programming affiliates. UFOs, aliens, ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, lake monsters, unsolved mysteries, conspiracies, cover-ups, and much more. So plan to join me, Rob McConnell, right here in the X-Zone on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net, or listen to the X-Zone Radio Show archives 24-7, 365, and the live broadcast at www.xzoneradiotv.com. Listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Radio's authority on the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology. Celebrating 25 years of broadcasting, broadcasting around the world and to the great beyond. (laughs) 
Welcome back, everyone. Stanton T. Friedman is our guest along with Michael Horn. We're discussing the Billy Meyer case. And, uh, gentlemen, I must tell you, uh, the emails are coming in here left, right, and center. Uh, but, Michael, continue with what you were saying, my friend. I didn't mean to take you off track, but these are hard breaks and I have to take them. Sure, sure, sure. It, where I see us at right now in terms of, of, of implementing what has been you know, long advised in this case, and better late than never, Yes, is that at this moment, Stanton and I really have an overlap here. This is bigger than our personal interests or call it a career, anything you want. We are looking at the future. We are looking at the families that we have and the families of humanity. And that does matter. Both of us, you know, are over 30, to put it mildly. And it's, it's not a matter now of, uh, you know, it's not we're trying to get on, you know, some reality show or something. We want to make a difference. Yeah. The best legacy that we could have for this world is that we really struggle hard to, for the truth to find it and to work towards it and work in concert with others for the betterment of humanity. We recognize, you recognize, and your listeners recognize the mess of this world, a lot of which isn't known publicly, the behind-the-scenes stuff that even mm -hmm. all the conspiracy theorists don't know that Meyer gets told. This is the kind of thing where, why my passion and my urgency is to align with Stan and to say, look, you know, I, I don't have great things to say about a lot of the UFO community because for the most part, with the, and I'm not being patronized, with the exception of Stan, there's very few people that understand science. And it's all over the place. It's wild stuff. But they're interested. Okay, so if we could say, hey, if you're truly interested, if ETs are coming here, there's a reason. Here we seem to have a great body of evidence that addresses all this. Why don't we once and for all put this little loudmouth Michael Horn on the spot, come together, grill him and drill him and the rest of it and see if this Meyer case thing holds water, then what the heck? We can still love all the rest of our, you know, alien this and all of that. But this is what it's apparently about that really impacts us, our lives and our families. Let's get on with it. And to be simple about it, there, it's kind of like there's a, a book, like if you learn electronics, you learn the certain principles, how this goes to that. That's what this teaching is. There's no beliefs in it. They're not promoting religion or cults. Or, it's about how things work and specifically how we as human beings take back the power that has been usurped by governments, politics, religion, corporations, and media Otherwise, as Meyer said in 1958, we will be biochipped and controlled to the last person on earth by the EU and the USA. And this is underway and it is the agenda. He foresaw it almost 60 years ago. We can help change this to a better outcome. Stanton. Well, I, I think we need to step back a little bit and realize that uh, Michael, you haven't talked at all about the roles of governments in all this stuff. Part of my focus is looking at what governments have done. You mentioned, I, I, I've only mentioned Roswell. I, I've got a book that I've co-authored called Captured, the Betty and Barney Hill UFO Experience with Kathleen Marden, Betty's niece. And that gives us some insight into direct interaction between aliens and earthlings, for want of a better term. And I think that the importance in both Roswell and uh, the Hill case is the quality of the people that were involved. 
in the case of the Hills, Dr. Benjamin Simon was the world's expert, and I mean that seriously, on what I what today we call post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, he ran a hospital for 3,000 patients, shell shock war veterans was the expression back then. Uh, and his saying, which he did, uh, that the emotional intensity in writing, the emotional intensity in Betty and Barney as they relived their experience was every bit as deep, if you will, as that of the shell shock war veterans. Coming from him, that means something. This is not a casual observer on the scene. When we look at uh, the documents we have from the NSA and the CIA uh, that are all whited out in the case of the NSA, I get a kick out of it being whited out as opposed to blacked out the way the CIA does it. 156 pages of top-secret Umbra stuff. The very fact that it was top-secret Umbra, UFO stuff, uh, tells you something. You know, uh, you don't do that casually. 156 pages, you can read one sentence per page. Uh, that's proof of a cover-up, if you will. Uh, there may be a fancier phrase than that. Uh, but with the CIA, we have dozens of pages of all blacked-out stuff. And yet I, and we have the statement from General Bolander that reports which could affect UFOs are not part of the Blue Book, which could affect um, security are not part of the blue book system but it but it's an extraordinary but, statement but it seems so that there I'm has been is, there has been no nothing going forward not no yeah well you're yeah. you're right and it bothers the heck out of me yeah. and i hope that changes maybe in the next year or so well uh, i'd like what to what i'm saying is we need that. we need a, a good year of woodward and bernstein <laughs> To blow the lid off the cosmic water gate. Either, either that or those guys. Either that or a Friedman <laughs> and Horn. <laughs> Be far better. Uh, let me address some of the things you just mentioned, Stan. First of all, my, just about you know NSA and all. By the way, Meyer. I published it on my website before Snowden did. Meyer and the play Aaron explained the whole thing about the NSA, Microsoft, the computers, two years before Snowden did. So, again, and, and it's been up there. It's dated, all that. Here's the problem with all the stuff, and we, we kind of diverged here. So, you see, there's no other actual proof of, of ET interaction. There is cover-up. There's this. Yeah. But we don't know for sure what was covered up. Could it be what the play Aaron told Meyer, that a lot of this has been terrestrial craft since the 1920s, secret military, which has been told to me by a former U uh, Navy SEAL, which has been told to me by a former U.S. Army Ranger. I've got the video up on my site, a guy who worked with an above-top-secret clearance in the weapons industry. Most of this UFO stuff is not ET. And I can, if time permitted, I'll run the logic for it and we'll start to understand yep. that there's nothing in it for an extraterrestrial race to come here and, and start messing around with us. Sure, there have been some. But it's not relevant to what you and I can and must do if we're to make a difference. We can throw stones at the government for, till the cows come home. It's, it bears no, no you know, result. It never will because they can't be forced into revealing either what they don't know or what they do know. But we can be proactive and not look for big brother government to solve the problems that it creates. We take responsibility. It, they cannot... They cannot overcome that because it's an inert whole system that is 
functions on a way that it can cannibalize itself, especially if we, the human beings, take back our individual power. Who do you think gives power to these idiot politicians and allows this stuff? It's the people, passively or actively, who do that. This Meyer case, these people are screaming at us. If you guys don't change, you're going to be biochipped slaves on your planet. Who cares about UFOs? It's the least important part of the whole thing. We've got some, you know, we can argue it if you want. Is it real? But gosh, this is what it's about. This is why you and I and any other real thinkers in that entire movement need to come together because we could spread this information faster and more efficiently through the networks that are already set up than me just doing it myself or with a couple other sites of people. Mike, you still there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought, (laughs) whoops. Yeah. (laughs) Sounded like we went out. Uh, You know, it's an interesting proposition. I'm not sure I buy into it. We've got at least five crash saucers of alien origin. Who cares? Uh, Stan. Who well, cares? What, so what? The, the universe what matters is with here is life. How do what we, does that mean to us? Just a sec, Mike. It, what, what it means, the, the, the caring is, how do we convert a world which is in such a sad shape now, nationalistically oriented and all the rest, the trillion-dollar military budget this year, into one which is operated for the benefit of the people? And... If you don't know what the government is doing, and they're the guys with the dough, uh, then we've got problems, serious well, problems. And, uh, you know, we we agree. I guess we agree that some aliens are coming here because you're telling me Michael's in touch with, I mean, uh, Billy is in touch with uh, aliens. Uh, but we need the other part of that picture. And we're not doing – look uh, – I'm, I certainly am in disagreement with many members of the UFO community, uh, you know, uh, on a technological level, on a political level. Uh, we're not all alike, uh, just as you and I aren't alike, obviously. We probably agree on more than we disagree when you get right down to it. But uh, the question is, what, what's the right way to proceed from here? How do we get to where we both want to go? A great, better world for my great-grandson, if you will. Right. Okay. Here, uh, let me say this. Even if First you don't have all, one. You know? With the UFO focus, the, doing the same, you know, that whole saying, doing the same thing over and over and getting the same result is what's known as crazy. And focusing on UFOs, look, we have the best proof of UFOs in the Meyer case, but that has been superseded. First, it's superseded by the warnings, specific scientific information, prophetic information, and then we get to the key, the key of it. Our threatened future survival is in our hands, no one else's. So it won't matter how many ETs. You and I have to put our egos aside whatever that means, our other considerations for the sake of our future uh, and the future of our families and humanity and decide that we're at least going to try and look at what is here for us, for humanity to change, to get the result you want, because it ain't We could parade flying saucers up and down. It doesn't do anything for our self-empowerment. That is still outside of us. I don't give a care about ETs flying around. I can't do anything with their craft. It's nice to see one, but it's up to us what we do with this world or we won't get to the place where we too can fly through space and perhaps time. 
This requires the nitty-gritty of people with the same care for humanity coming together and going, how? Like you said, Stan, how do we do this? And it won't matter. Crashes, no crashes, Billy Myers, guys sitting and having tea with him in the kitchen. We've been given the information, the warnings and the remedies. It's not an overnight. I'm not satisfied that that's completely true, Michael. No. it. it I, means... I, look, I've been getting a lot of stuff, people sending me stuff. And I am not at all satisfied about all this prediction stuff. You seem to be totally satisfied. Billy has never said anything that wasn't true, I guess you feel. I don't uh, ever find and... that he's lied. Not to me and not anywhere in the material. A, a man after 60-something years of publishing material, he, he has never been told – he's never told a lie. You've got cynics and skeptics who want to tell you he published things afterwards, but they can't figure out how it would have been possible for him to go back into every piece of paper disseminated throughout Europe and the U.S. and start to backdate it before the Internet. This is why these people are, are traitors to humanity. They sow seeds of ridiculous doubt, and then when you look into it, you go, he couldn't have done it. And it's, we have the copyrights. We've got the documents. We can prove it. Good gosh, Stan, it isn't about you're supposed to believe it's the answer. It's like we've been giving, we've been giving a, t a teaching here. Do we want to test it, or do we want to chase lights in the sky? Well, you know I certainly don't want to chase so lights far? in the sky, and I never have. I mean the community of man, the, the community of UFO people, all the rest. Say that again? I can't. I'm talking about the UFO community, all this focus all the time, UFO this and alien that. And at the end of the day, there's not one thing you can put on the table of any real significance. All the while, we're sitting here with this information, thousands of pages from these people saying, here is how you deal with terrorism. Here is how you deal with wars. Here's how you deal with your environment. Here's how you deal with overpopulation. Here's how you deal with the culture. It's, it's begging us to stop. Look, Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump has solutions for problems, too, but I don't buy his <laughs> solutions for those but the, problems. But you, the difference is you probably know more about his solutions, which ain't too good, than you do about Myers. And OK, if you could say, fine, I don't know. I'm saying this is where we either after tonight, our audience knows that we have either put aside whatever irrelevant dissonance and come together to test this out and to encourage the testing of it out. This would be one way to shut up the Meyer case. Let's put it to a broader audience. And we either find out that it's this, you know, suspect 75-year-long uh, mm -hmm. hoax, or by golly, we've been overlooking the key to our future survival. Which All I right, gentlemen, we are coming down to the final four minutes. What I'd like to do is give you both um, – two minutes to do a, a wrap-up here. So let's go with the great, 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 great grandfather of ufology. <laughs> Stanton Friedman, your minute, two minutes starts now. Okay. Uh, I think we have an interesting case here. We have an interesting conundrum, uh, which is the whole UFO question in a nutshell. What do we do about it? How do we get anything done about it? We have 7 billion people on this planet. There is overwhelming evidence that there are others who have apparently done a better job of getting their act together who are coming here. Stop nuclear weapon activity and things like that, which indicates a certain concern. And we don't know where they're coming. Well, we may know where some of them come from, but by and large, we don't know how to take the next step. And one suggestion is everybody should 
pay attention to Billy Myers, and we'll print a million copies of his book, and we'll look at what he says. And I'm not saying print a million copies of my book. I'm saying we need a, a higher-level discussion of people, uh, the scientific community, and especially the journalistic community, to do their job, get at the facts, put it in front of the public. That's why I use the term cosmic Watergate. Uh, the thing about Watergate was a couple of guys with a lot of help and a good deal of money gathered a lot of evidence that was irrefutable. But it didn't involve national security. It had no big barriers to get over like that. In this case, we got all kinds of barriers in the way. And part of it is the egos of the uh, Washington press corps, if you will. If this were true, we would know about it, and we don't, so it must not be true, and I'm not going to spend any time on it. I've heard that uh, from newsmen. I was just watching Ted Koppel on a show that I did many years ago saying everybody knows that, that you can't keep a secret more than a few hours in Washington. Well, that's not true. But he doesn't know how the secret world works. All right, Michael. Your two minutes is coming up here. Just give me a sec so I can set the clock. By the way, XO Nation, if you'd like to find out more about Stanton T. Friedman, he's got a number of books available on his website at Stanton Friedman. Dot com. Michael Horn, let's hear your closing. Um, let's hear your closing remarks. Certainly. What I'd like to say is that we are at a point in history where the UFO question is no longer the core question. There is a cover-up. I maintain that at this point in time, it is primarily about the Meyer case because it is the only one with significant authenticated evidence and information that has proved to be painfully prophetically accurate. We can chase license the sky all we want, and I'm not saying that's what Stanton does, but the UFO community does, and that's what it encourages. If you care about your life and the life of your family, the future, the future of humankind, you want to get past any of these elements of control. You don't want to waste your time being a guinea pig for military testing, reporting what craft are doing and all that. How do you do that? Well, actually, we have been publishing and advising that that information is available, sometimes freely, sometimes, like Stanton says, there's a book. We have a book called The Might of the Thoughts, which, if you want to learn how to think, will blow your mind and reroute it. But you have to study it, like any teaching. In this particular case and in this discussion tonight with Stanton, we've come to a place where the overlaps are more important to me than the disagreements. And that means that Stanton and I, if you, the listeners as well, will hold us to this, we'll co-operate. We will work together to find a way to vet the information, to bring things forward, to, to finally actually have the UFO case of Billy Meyer and all the information gone through by the UFO community, MUFON, which has been the biggest opponent to the Meyer case and tried to suppress it, and we'll come to consensus as to the value of it in your life and in our lives. If we just go back to business as usual, chasing lights in the sky, worrying about aliens and all the rest of this, we are suckers, we are manipulated, and we will get the very unpleasant future that we've long been warned about by Meyer and the player. Gentlemen, We've come to the end of this two-hour debate. Um, I, I have so many emails from people all over this world. I want to thank both of you. Stanton, it's always a great pleasure talking to you. Um, I admire you both 
Michael, as, as I've said to both of you in person, you guys are the cornerstone of what this entire phenomenon is all about. Two separate cases, two separate ways of looking at it. But you're right, Michael and, and Stanton, you are overlapping yourselves tonight. And that shows me that there is a way to investigate. There is a way to vet what we are looking at, what we are hearing. And I hope that you both work together in the future to help bring this conspiracy blowing it sky high. Stanton, thank you very much for joining us. Exxon Nation, Stanton Friedman's website is stantonfriedman.com. And Michael, thank you for joining us, my friend. And for more information on Michael, his website is theyfly.com. May I say uh, quickly, uh, Rob, it's, it's always a two for one for me. If anybody buys one of my DVDs, they get two of them as long as they mention your name or the show. All right, Stanton, what about you? Give yourself a plug here, buddy. Uh, take a look at the list and look at my books. If you want to know about abductions, if you want to know about Roswell, if you want to know Operation Majestic 12, Top Secret Magic is the game for you. Gentlemen, until the next time we have the pleasure of meeting, take care of yourselves. And remember, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light, guys. Take care of yourselves. Thank take you. it easy. Good night now. Exonation, once again, if you'd like to contact Stanton Friedman, his website is stantonfriedman.com. And for Michael Horn, theyfly.com. This interview will be available on the... Um, Let's see, on Facebook, I'm sorry, not. it'll be available on Facebook, that's right, YouTube, Speaker, iTunes, and all over the internet. So if you have somebody that you would like to take a listen to this and be part of the solution, not part of the problem, listen in. Send me your emails, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. My name is Rob McConnell. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue right here in the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology in the place that I've been calling the X-Zone for the past 25 years. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. The soul of summer in Columbus. The long weekends, the return of festivals, the connection with friends on a rooftop under the stars. The just five more minutes while on an adventure with your tiny travelers. Long live summer and the exploration of Columbus's neighborhoods. Discover itineraries from your favorite Columbus residents like Jenny Britton and Coyote Peterson and learn how to make this summer one to remember. Plan every detail, every minute of summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash live forward.